We're boarded on a train that refuses to stop. That we feed with blood and gasoline and pure adrenaline. We speed through life despite the screeching of train tracks that scream for rest, very rarely having time or energy to look out the window and notice that which we pass by. But in early 2020, the train came to an abrupt halt as a global pandemic took over and we were forced to stop. Forced to survey the damage inside the train, to survey each other, and most importantly, ourselves. Cuban artist Marlon Portales' new paintings serve as a sort of portal to what lies under, to what is within. A Cuban immigrant to the United States, Portales painted these over a period of deep reflection and isolation, inspired by memories of his faraway wife and homeland. Soft and sensual, he achieved a dreamy composition by painting on the back of the canvas instead of the front, showing both what's within and what we put out into the world. My name is Rosario Lebrija Razvetayev, and this is Sublime Art, a podcast that brings you artists from all mediums whose work calls on the sublime. Today we meet Marlon Portales, a multidisciplinary artist based in Miami, Florida, who graduated with honors from the prestigious Instituto Superior de Arte in Havana. His unique and captivating works have been featured in numerous group and solo exhibitions across the globe, including Spain, Germany, Italy, Panama, the U.S., and Cuba. Most recently, his exhibition, Poems of Nature, in Miami's Pan American Art Project Gallery, received international acclaim. We were lucky enough to catch him at the exhibition during its last opening week in June. I'm very, very excited to see you in person because I came to this exhibition in the Pan American Arts uh, Gallery and I just became obsessed with the colors, the melancholy, the, I don't know, the, the message you're trying to transmit. Can you tell us about this exhibition to start with? Yes, of course, I can, I can tell. Sorry for my English, I'm going to be talking Spanish a little bit. Um, yes, Poem of Nature is a, a project that has been working on for the last year very intensely uh, that trying to, to put the audience in front of this immersive uh, pictorial experience. So it's all about, I want to resume saying that it's about love and emigration because I emigrated from Cuba, my country, like three years and a half ago and I left behind part of my family, my wife, my father, my brother. And this uh, exhibition essentially has been trying to, to put the feelings related to that, feelings in, in the canvas in this case. So to create all this that you can see here today, the, the exhibition are about uh, 33 pieces in small and big uh, formats, format, like the mural you can see behind and other paintings that you can find in the, in the rooms between oil and acrylic techniques. And this mural that you mentioned, before we dive into the isolation and pain and you know all of that side, which is super valuable, but this mural that we have behind us, you painted it for the exhibition. How does that work afterwards? Well, it's, I think it's a kind of a statement that I made and the gallery made about my work, about my vision for this opportunity. And it's an ephemeral piece. It's a piece that only going to exist during this time and was made 
for this space specifically. Uh, Still Life is the title and is an oil painting made on the wall directly. That is not a common practice in the mural you know, techniques. Um, but I want to do that because the oil technique is something that I feel very familiar and it's a very intimate process in my, my paintings uh, process. And in this case, I put together two different scenes, one self-portrait and this imagine place kind of beach that is at the same time very colorful and attractive but it's at the same time a little bit aggressive in the movement and the dynamic that offer. And I think it's one of the pieces in the exhibition that uh, resumed a little bit my feelings about what I was thinking in all the process and what I was going through. So it's not something very specific, it's more about a state of mind that I feel during all this period of time, living far from my country, far from, from my family, with the distance between my wife and I. So, you know, I was trying to put all that in this piece specifically. Mm. I mean, and, and there's so much, I think, pain and isolation in these pieces. And I think there's an interesting combination with nature, as you mentioned, because you clearly have you know, imagine the world where it's bright and it's colorful, but also there's there's so much suffering inside. Did this come naturally, or was it something that you thought of this combination before? Well, definitely it's coming naturally. And I, all my work, all my practice, like an artist, I always have been trying to, to be uh, sincere with my feelings and trying to put that in my, in my art. And I think, in my case, my art need to get inspiration in my life, in my travels, in my relationships with any kind of person, any kind of situation. Sometimes the, the inspiration came from real events that happened to me or related to me in some point. And sometimes it came from a very fictional uh, point of view or thinking that I have a dream or something, a fear. And in this case, I put all that uh, together. But yes, when you mentioned something that is very important, uh, that, uh, that is nature. So I, I feel artists in a lot of point in our career, we go into nature like it's kind of travel, like kind of research uh, to find answers, to experiment, to, to feel things different. and it's, not only a physical travel, it's also a spiritual, it's philosophical. And in this case, this exhibition is talking about, about that. Sometimes with a melancholy view, I, I feel more like a melancholy romantic uh, in this case, because a lot of, of my vision now takes reference from romanticism, impressionism, mm, like I can see that. Yeah. movement. Um, I am trying to put all that together in this idea for me was something beautiful because landscape for me is a way to going out and portrait is a way to going in. Mm. So when I create this kind of environment with all that, these scenes that you can see in the gallery, I, I want to create something harmonious like nature in this case. So 
where you can find a lot of details and at the same time get a distance from from the scenes and you know experiment life enjoy cry all that together I love that about finding the portraits of nature, the landscapes of nature is looking out and then the portraits of the people is looking in. And you did something really interesting, I guess, that you'd never done before in this series, uh, which I found fascinating as well. You painted in the back. Well, yes, that is is not something new for this exhibition, but it's the first time that I exhibit this kind of process in a major exhibition like this. That at the same time is my first solo show after my migration process out my country, my first solo show here in Miami. During the last three years has been developing this process where the oil paintings, I made the paintings in the back of the, of the canvas. So I create uh, these kind of portraits or still life or natural scenes where I create the painting a little bit realistic in the backwards. Um, after, during the process of the painting, because I use very liquid oil, uh, the pigment going through the raw canvas. So this canvas is not primed, it's raw. Um, what happened is that the result of the painting that you can get in the front is like a remnant, it's like uh, something that it's manifesting by itself, because I also love uh, create this kind of dynamic in my painting process where I paint something that I cannot control completely. I want to to get surprised, I want the, the discovering of what is happening in the other side that I cannot predict. Um, of course, it's like a sentiment in life where everything, you never can control everything and sometimes it's like the feeling, you don't know how you're going to feel about something, you need to experiment it, feel it living and see see what happens. So I trying to to put that in my painting process to create this kind of effect. And what you can see at the end of each painting is like an impressions of my uh, first vision, of my first uh, idea. But in this case, for the first time, we are offering to the audience the opportunity to see both sides of the painting, not only the front, that is one result at the end of the process, but also see that uh, first painting that I create, that it's, I feel more intimate, more personal. No, and I, I love that you're saying that because it's, for me, it really resonated to see, you know, the back of the painting, which is where you paint. Um, it's the, I guess the color is more bright, the shapes are more defined, um, and because that's where you paint it, and then as it seeps through and it goes to the other side, then it, it loses some of that. But I, you know, some people might say, like, what is the difference with that fading? And like, does it, you know, is it, do you need to see the back to value the front? But for me, and especially because you're coming from a place of pain and you're coming from a place of memory, you know, and, and immigration, you know, which all of our families have done. I mean, you, you're the first generation, but, you know, I think every single human in the world has that process. And, and I think there's really something very interesting about, metaphorically, about that, you know, having that pain inside of you or having those feelings and then how they're transmitted externally, how they're, they seep through you to go to the outside world. Like, nobody knows the colors that you actually have inside. Definitely. definitely. I, I think you are uh, right in all that points. And yes, it's, it's just like that. I was trying to, you know, make a general portrait about the feelings that uh, 
the state of mind that migration and separation from family produce in any kind of person, not only in Cubans or in me. And for that reason, I focus more in details of people, of faces, and in some scenes that I experienced in the last years in my life, traveling around the world, here in the States, but also in Europe. But in this case, what I want to give to the audience is an impression, but let them to going through the canvas and trying to experiment the painting also like a living scene, like an object, not only like something planimetric, like something that have different kind of layers that uh, emanate uh, content, emanate meanings. And these uh, landscape portraits of nature, which are beautiful, are those referring to you know, scenes you witnessed in Cuba or like what you were thinking about Cuba. There's so much amazing literature about, you know, when people leave their home. Um, it's called the imagined homeland and it's longing for home. Or are these more, you know, moments that you live through here in the U.S. Um, or in your imagination? You know, it's a combination of all that. I feel more that every scene is talking about a specific moment, but when you see all together, is like a transit uh, situation. So you never can place these characters or a scenes to any specific place because sometimes the place is between reality and imagination are not a specific places of the time. Um, almost all of them, the landscapes are inspired out of Cuba, during, in Europe or here in the United States, and the portraits because are very related to my relationship with my wife, came from a specific moment in our relation that I took some image that we live together. And I use that, that like preference, like inspirations. And sometimes also I create these uh, fictional characters that are expressing a state of mind that is not very clear when you see it, when you are in front of the, the portrait, but you can feel something that going through you, or at least I try to produce that, that is not, that connect. I try to produce a connection between the audience and the portraits in a way that is not something that you can explain. It's mm -hmm. something that you need to, to feel, you need to, to see through that those characters that I am offering. So, yes, it's a very diverse vision. Mm. I mean, that's beautiful that all of these are about your wife, because obviously you came without her. How was that? Well, it was intense, it was very hard. During We were separated during three years and a half. During that time, after the first two years, for me it was possible traveling to Cuba, going, going there and coming here. And we travel out of Cuba to Europe. We make a, a huge travel together that was a, a revelation for us, you know, philosophically, sentimentally. And I think that kind of experience are important the life of every person, not only in couples, but I don't have the fear to, to open my world, my personal world to the world uh, in the art scenes. I want to, to create a very, you know, dynamic um, perception about that, that it's 
normal. And it's something that also connect with me and I trying to put in my work because it's all around us. And it's something that I embrace uh, with joyful, not like suffering, you know, it's a way to, to liberate of that way that I, I and we have in our backs. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I've been reading a lot of uh, books on, you know, self. They call it self-help, but it's it's more like, I guess, like therapy for the mind. And I always say that artists, in a way, like art is their therapy. And uh, and there was this amazing poet that said, um, suffering equals pain times resistance. And if you take out the resistance, I think this melancholy you're talking about is so wonderful because actually you're you're, you're letting it flow flow through you. You're letting yourself feel the emotions, and so it becomes something else entirely. That's really beautiful. And we all go through. We can't all just be super happy the whole time, no. Yes, it's, it's just like that. I think life is full of that kind of experience. It's not are not only related uh, related to you know, love or migration, every step in our life have these, these different kind of levers and layers that I want to mention always. And that is what I was thinking when I was trying to make the curation for this process because it's something that I made for my own. But when I was trying to think about this process was something that emerged very organically and happen thinking just in that, in all the different levels that we suffer in our life. Um, I mean, and I like that you previously mentioned also, you know, you're not afraid to show these inner workings because, I mean, I was reading up on you before we met um, for the podcast and I, you know, I'm always very impressed being Mexican, but obviously, you know, what you went through in Cuba is, is incredible. Um, that you chose to be an artist, you know, that you made this choice um, because being an artist is always risky in whatever country you're in, <laughs> in whatever situation you're in. And, and you, you know, you decided to study it, you decided to dedicate your life to it. So what was this drive that you had in you to decide to take that choice in a, in a risky environment? Well, it's, uh, in my case, I cannot say that there was a, a risk first because I have been an artist practically all my life. Uh, my family, my parents uh, support me since the beginning and they give me paper, they give me color, pencils, everything that they have in their hands in that moment. I was born in 1991 when the, there was a very bad and critical situation in Cuba, socially, financially, politically, and was a hard moment to growing up a, a child or a boy. Um, my family always support my, my vision, my, my career, my intuition to go in through this way, this path. Um, I have been doing art all my life in Cuba. I think we have a privilege, uh, or at least in a moment we had a privilege uh, art and educational system where everything is free, studios, all the careers, the books, everything. And the teachers are great artists and masters from, from my country. So I have been in study art in institution like for 10 years. And before that, and after that, I continue my, my practice in Cuba, here in the United States, and traveling all around the world. But I think it's something that if you feel it very deeply in your soul, 
came organically. And for me, it has been like that. It, I never trying to impose anything in my life like an artist. I'm trying to, you know, to fluid with everything that happened and trying to absorb the good energy that is in everything to put that in my, in my work. So it has been about that. But yes, it's very risky and challenging. If, if you're comfortable answering, why did you decide to leave? Well, I decided to leave Cuba because I feel in that moment that my professional opportunities um, was going to be very hard because uh, I was close to a moment when my uh, possibility to travel out of Cuba to United States principally uh, going to an end. My visa was to going to close. Um, there was a bad moment between the relationship in both between both governments. Um, I need to decide to come here to gain another uh, emigrant, emigrant status that allowed me to travel around the, around the world. You know, today I am here. Well, we're very glad you're here because we're getting to experience this incredible work around us. But let's go back to your other exhibitions, because as I was reading up on you, I saw this incredible uh, work you did on voyeurism, and I find voyeurism fascinating. I studied literature, you know, and I read so much about voyeurism, but what drew you to voyeurism? Well, in this case, that it's a reference to a previous project that I made in New York and a part in Cuba, where I create portraits of people looking at inside of institutions like museums or galleries. But in this guy, in this time, the, the term voyeurims, it's about how I enjoy looking and focus my vision in people when they are enjoying and living the art. But in this case, when you see the paintings, they are, you never can see the art they are looking because I, I focus only on them in some gest, in some details, in their bodies, hands, the face, the smile, or what was the interaction between them, the space, and the art. You know, are like connections and feelings that I try to put there, create that kind of situation. I think the art is always reflexive about itself and about what is happening in this moment when you put a person in front of something. It's a kind of dialogue that the artist always try to, to create. Yeah, because voyeurism has always been associated with seduction. You know, it's the seduction of looking through that peephole or that window. Um, and even if here it's somebody in public looking at a painting, but it's a painting that might be moving them, so it's looking at them having an emotional reaction. I see a lot of voyeurism here as well, even though, I mean, I guess if it's your wife, it's not necessarily voyeurism, but not all of these portraits are your wife. No, 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 all of them, some of them are friends, some of them are uh, characters that I imagine that are not real, are fictional characters that I create from imagination, from making sketches, drawings, paintings, but yes, it's, it's a, a travel between the, the real characters that are part of my life and that other characters that I imagine all the time. But yeah, the, the Boyurim's uh, feeling and practice is always there. I think everyone is a kind of Boyurist uh, person, but artists in this case, we has been, for us, has been possible to express that, that public, publicly 
uh, through the art. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of these portraits are very sensual. You know, they show a lot of flesh, they show a lot of, you know, shoulders and buttocks and just beautiful uh, humans. So are you interested in the sensuality of humanity? Well, in this case, this is the, the first time I think that uh, my work is offering that. I think has been a way and a path that put me in this moment in my life in that kind of situation where I want to focus in that kind of details. I want to open that to, to my audience, to the new ones and to the people that know my work uh, from, from the past. Um, you know, I think it's the way. I think each time I'm getting, like a person, I'm getting more open to understand sexuality, to understand our bodies, the, the woman body, the, the man body. Um, I don't feel any shame or taboo when I want to, to put that in the same scenes. And I want to create a dialogue and acceptance about that. Mm -hmm. But through my vision, to my personal use of the colors, the texture, the, the sensations that emanate from, from paintings. And I think it's something that it's very connected to all our life. But as I mentioned before, it's a way to, to see your life from a distance or from outside and from inside. So in that kind of relationship. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's... But yes, it's the first time, it's the first time. <laughs> I think you should keep exploring it because it really, you say the exhibition is a poem to nature. This is, I think, also a poem to the human experience, you know, to the lived moments we've all had. And, and this softness that the colors you use, the palette you use, it's, for me, it's, it's very relaxing. It's very sublime. But, you know, at the same time, then in the nature of what is sublime, it's, it's also kind of hinting at something more. I think you get in the, the, the pieces and the art just as I was trying to produce in, in people and I feel glad for that and yes, I feel the, the people that have been coming to the exhibition during the last month really connect with that vision, with the pieces in, in that way because as you mentioned before, everyone has a part of their life that in some point has been in this kind of a state of mind, this kind of situation, symbolically, philosophically. Mm. It's like a travel. I always want to make, to think about my work like a huge travel that never ends, but always put you in a new place, in new sea, new land. And, you know, it's a discovering all the time. I, I, that is what I enjoy the most about my work. Definitely feel like I'm traveling in this space, um, but we're almost out of time, and we haven't even talked about uh, the fact that you know your muse for so many of these paintings is finally with you here in Miami. So congratulations on so bringing much. her over, and I want to ask, I mean, how's what's your work going to be looking like moving forward? You mentioned more combination of mediums, but are, are, you, are you still going to be inspired by the memories of her, or do you think you're going to be shifting gears to another direction? Well, you, you know, the, the inspiration, I don't think, came from her, came from our relationship. So it's something that I, I feel more open, more diverse, not only specifically to, to her, it's how I feel when I am with her or without her. 
and in this case, uh, this exhibition all happened. I don't know the only the universe was very interesting sometimes, and this exhibition was like a kind of conclusion for a step of my life, and coincidentally, she came here. It was possible for us uh, be here together at this moment, so I feel my art in the near future uh, going to be a continuation of my life. I cannot predict now, but of course I have been working, experimenting with new ideas, with new paintings, and let's see what happens next. But I want to, at the same time, get surprised, you know, no predict what is going to happen. It's something that going to be very very natural. Well, I'm very excited to see it. And I'm so impressed by this exhibition. I, I really think I'm going to love the next one. Thank you so much for joining us in the Sublime Art Podcast. Oh, thank you to you for the invitation, for coming here, and for enjoying the work and really feel it in the way that you have been going through there. I'm very proud of that. And thank you. Thank you to you. If you like this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to. You can also follow us on Instagram at Sublime Art Podcast. Don't miss our next episode where we explore the sublime with another artist. <laughs>